want to speak to you for the next few moments concerning the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to just receive tonight and be completely captured by the Holy Ghost. Completely captured by the Holy Ghost. That He would rest on you, manifest His presence upon you. I'm believing for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit for all of our lives. I'm believing for a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost for Brian's life. And for your life. Amen. Amen. Well, the Holy Spirit is moving all throughout the earth even now. And the greatest harvest of souls is happening all over the nations right now. The Holy Spirit is issuing, I believe, the greatest sweeping call for souls. People are being one to the Lord everywhere. They're not only being one, they're being baptized in the Holy Spirit throughout the nations of the earth. And not just being baptized in water, they're being baptized in the Holy Spirit in fire all over the earth in 2023. I'll tell you, I believe, listen, guys, the last, the last three years of the world has been in utter chaos. And in the midst of it, the Holy Spirit has been summoning the greatest altar call for human souls on planet earth. Amen? And it's happening. It's happening. When we, when we come to Pentecost weekend, I have, I have often said when we trace the roots of who we are as a people and as a tribe, it, it goes far much deeper than a, a 1904 with Wales or 1906 with Azusa or the 1700s of, of Hernhut in Germany or you know, the Heberdeen's revival of, of the 40s and 50s in Scotland or wherever you want to grab our, our history as a people, as a, as a charismatic Pentecostal people, it reaches all the way back to the upper room in the city of Jerusalem as our family gathered there. I want to say that again. Our family, our family, our tribe gathered in that room, and they tarried, and they waited for the outpouring. They waited for the Spirit of God to come. As Jesus said, do not leave Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That was our family. Guys, we trace our ancestry. <laughs> I've traced your ancestry and my ancestry. I can confidently tell you that we trace it all the way back to the upper room of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Woo. Jesus had been raised from the dead by his father. In fact, if you want to throw this in your notes tonight, we're going to use the Bible tonight. How many of you like that? Let's just go ahead and use the Bible. Can I get a witness? We're, uh, we're never going to make an apology for using the Bible at victory. Amen. In the book of Ephesians, and Brian, I thought you said Acts 1. Yeah, we'll get there. Just trust me. It's in the book. But Jesus had been raised from the dead by his Father. In Ephesians 1, chapter 20, and verse 21, it, it tells us this. It was by the working of God's mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, and might, and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. God manifested His mighty power when He raised His Son from the dead. Hallelujah. And the Apostle Paul goes on to write in Ephesians 2, 6, he said, God raised us up together, and He made us sit together with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
Glory to God. Let's just start out of those racing blocks right now. Now, this is what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, and I'm there and you're there, and I'm going to begin in verse 4. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And it wasn't many days from now, and I want to When we say Pentecost, Pentecost is 50. Remember, Jesus had been raised from the dead, and he walked on the earth manifesting himself 40 40 days and 40 nights before he ascended from the Mount of Olives. How many of you remember that? When he said not many days from now, there were 10 more days. That they would, 10 days they would be in the upper room tarrying, waiting. 40 plus 10 is, and there you are. 50 on the day of Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost. Watch what it says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Let me read that again. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, from Jerusalem to Florida, we are the ends of the earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, you're going to receive supernatural power. You're going to receive boldness of the Spirit of God that's going to enable you to share Christ everywhere you go. This fire will literally make you unstoppable. Whatever opposition that you come across, it will be unquenchable on the inside of you. We trace our family roots even back to the city of Rome when they would literally burn them on the stake at every juncture of every road. And there in that Colosseum, fed to lions, fed to bears, fed to monsters and hyenas, they would not denounce their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? They had received power. They had received power from on high. Glory to God. Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, and here we go. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I want to say seated, and it's sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as of a fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I I just want to stop and tell you, I am not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I am not ashamed of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews and devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, notice that, when this sound came into Jerusalem, the multitude came together and they they were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. And then they were all amazed and they marveled, saying to one another, look, are not these men uh, who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear them speaking, each of them, in the language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Eliamites, dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phagyra, Pamphylia. Egypt and parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, 
visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Christians and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own language the wonderful works of God. And so they were all amazed and they were perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? And then others, mocking, said, well, they're full of new wine. But Peter... The apostle Peter, he stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they're going to prophesy. And your young men will see visions, your old men dream dreams. And on my men servants and maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, and the sun shall be turned in the darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on. Glory to God. They were in awe. They marveled. They were perplexed. I love these words, perplexed, marveled. It's not a word that we are really using in 2023 to describe the church in America. People being marveled, perplexed, in awe until the Holy Spirit comes and takes over and does what He wants. This is the God kind of meeting. God loves to come and take over. Are you with me tonight? I want to say to you that I'm not ashamed of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I am not ashamed of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm not ashamed that we are a people who pray in the Spirit and speak in tongues. I'm not ashamed that we move in the gifts of the Spirit. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. I'm not ashamed that we're a people that make room for the Holy Spirit. We're not going to be a church that's afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit, but not only talk about it, but make room for the Holy Spirit God the Holy Spirit to move in power and come in and fill His people. I, um, I'm not going to talk long about my, my family story or my family background, but I want to I tell you something. When Jesus Christ came into the Gibbs family and literally uprooted us out of nightclubs, out of darkness, out of drugs, out of chaos, out of filth, and when he took us out of that kingdom of darkness and he set us into the kingdom of light and he set us into a church where there was a culture of prayer, when you could walk in the midst of a people and you could listen to them thundering and praying in the Spirit of God and worshiping in the Spirit. I got to grow up as a boy. I got to be called into the ministry at 13 years of age in an atmosphere of a Spirit-filled tribe. Are you hearing me? A Spirit-filled, a Spirit-filled burning tribe that knew how to press into God and be with God. 
and knew how to host the presence of God. That's what I'm talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not ashamed of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I am not ashamed of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You're looking at an individual who's so hungry for a greater, fresh outpouring. I am so thirsty for America to be hit with a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. Yes, Lord. Do it, Lord. Paul said it like this in Romans 1.16. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Glory to God. Not ashamed of the power of the Holy Spirit. You got to me too late. Ha, <laughs> ha, Tonight I want to exalt the Holy Spirit. Tonight I want to honor the Holy Spirit. Tonight I want to make room for the Holy Spirit to rest on you in fire. I want to make room tonight for the Holy Spirit to give you a fresh baptism. To give you a fresh vision for your life and for your soul. I want to make room for the Holy Spirit to give you redirection tonight and vision tonight. It's what He does. Can I get a witness? It's what He does. I want you to listen to these words in John chapter 16 and verse 7. This is fascinating. As Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. That's that's just amazing. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away for. If I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. John chapter 15 and verse 26, you can put these these scriptures in your notes tonight. He says, but when the Helper comes, He said, whom I send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. Again, I want to hit these words. It is to your advantage that I go away. I want I want to let that land on you. That's the words of Jesus. It's literally to your advantage that that I go away. These men had been walking with the Savior for several years and at at this point in their life I believe hearing those words was extremely hard for these men. It is better for you that I go away. They had learned to look to Jesus for everything that they had need of. How was it actually how was it actually possible that this was going to work to their advantage that Jesus would go away? And Jesus answers that question. He goes on to explain this. He says, because for if I go away, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And the helper that Jesus, we know that he promised to send is the Holy Spirit. That's John 14, verse 26. And he sent forth the Holy Spirit. And the revelation was going to come upon them. That Jesus was telling them, guys, this is the revelation. I'm not only going to be with you now, now I'm going to be in you. I'm going to be in you. This quote is not original with Brian. 
You've heard me say it before. At Bethlehem, he became Christ with us. And at Calvary, he became Christ for us. But on the day of Pentecost, he became Christ in us. So beautiful. So beautiful. John chapter 14 and verse 20, it says, And at that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I in you. He's in you. Now, this is an epic dream that's going to go on for all of eternity because we've only just scratched the surface on this, ladies and gentlemen. How many of you know that? We've only just scratched the surface. When I was a kid, we used to have these little scratch and sniff stickers. How many of you remember those? How many of you remember those? You know, you go to the little thrift store and, you know, you could scratch the sticker of, of, of a cluster of grapes and it smelled like grapes, you know, for about 10 seconds and wore off. Are you talking what I'm saying? Guys, we've, we've barely scratched the surface of this revelation. We're going to be swimming in this for all of eternity. That See, religion, religion has so grossly painted this picture that somehow we are outside of the covenant between God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But Jesus came to write us into that everlasting love story between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're in that eternally, in that dance between the Godhead. It's extraordinary. It's the dream of God. God, God had this epic dream. I don't just want to be with them. I want to live on the inside of them. I want a sweet communion every day with them that I'm going to direct their very steps as my beloved children over my sons and daughters. I have to be within them. Romans 8 and verse 11, it says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. My God, ladies and gentlemen, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Starting at the very front of this train, Paul said that, that God the Father exercised His mighty authority. He manifested His power when He raised His Son from the dead. And then he tells us that very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living resident on the inside of you. On the inside of you. Ladies, oh, we need an awakening. 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 Who is within us? Who is within us? Who lives and abides and dwells within us? When the ecclesia, the church that Jesus Christ is building, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. When this revelation on the inside of us of the same spirit becomes alive, we're going to begin to do things on planet earth that are going to be mind-boggling. I want to raise the dead before Jesus comes for me. Hallelujah. If Steve Hill were still alive, I can hear him thundering right now at the Brownsville Revival. He would tell you, if your shadow is not healing people, there is more. There's more. Ha-ha. 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 There's more. The Holy Spirit was given to you and I for this. 
And these are the things I want to hit tonight. And I could, I could speak on this until the sun goes down tonight. And I'm sorry for the sun that's hitting some of you right in the eyes. So I apologize. But I could speak on this until the sun comes up tomorrow morning. It's just so vast. It's endless. Ladies and gentlemen, it's endless. It's limitless. But here's what I want to hit first. The Holy Spirit was given to you for, to give you identity as sons and daughters. Number one, if you're taking notes. The Spirit of God lives within you to commune with you, to fellowship with you, to speak to you as a son, to speak to you as a daughter. God wanted to live within you so that He could commune with you very personally as a son, as a daughter. The Holy Spirit is within you to always remind you that you are in a covenant relationship with God. You're in a covenant relationship. The Holy Spirit will always remind you of your union and your covenant with God that will make you cry out, God, you are my Abba Father. You are my Daddy God. You are my Abba Father. You are my Daddy God. The Holy Spirit lives in you so that cry can be so real. The affections, the affections of Daddy, Papa can be alive in you. The Holy Spirit's so awesome. The Holy Spirit is in you to direct you every single moment of every single day. He, he longs to direct you. God does not want you anxious for anything. He does not want you anxious for anything. He doesn't want any thought up there, upstairs in your mind, causing any level of anxiety or fear or stress. That's why he said, I want to live in you. My peace is going to be abiding in you. He built you to be led by the Spirit of God. He built you to be led by the Spirit of God. He did not build you to be led by fear. He did not lead you or build you to be led by any level of anxieties. He didn't, he didn't build you so that you would be led by any level of circumstances. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, perhaps a very, very familiar scripture to most of us. But if it's not, that's okay. Get very familiar with it. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons, and we could say, and the daughters of God. Can the ladies say amen tonight too? There you are. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons or the daughters of God. I want to read this out of the Passion Translation, Romans 8, 14 and 15. It says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Let that set on you. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Enfolding you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned. For as He raises up within us, our spirits join Him saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. Say it tonight, Beloved Father. The Holy Spirit is given to us tonight, this baptism, so that we can pray in the Spirit. Mark chapter 16, I want you to listen to these words, verse 17. 
And these signs shall follow them who believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. You have been given a baptism so that you could pray and speak in heavenly tongues. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 and 27, reading out of the NIV tonight, it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. That is extraordinary. That the Spirit of God... Paul digs so deep in this chapter saying the Spirit of God knows the mind of the Father. I'll say it to you like this. The Holy Spirit is the greatest surge engine on planet Earth. He goes deep sea diving into the heart and the mind, the affections of God, and then he grabs hold of that and he imparts it. He infuses it into your spirit. He infuses those things into your mind. That's why when you you become spirit-filled, you begin to have dreams and visions that are so compelling, you cannot ignore them any longer. Why? Because the Spirit of God searched them out in the heart of the Father and infused them into your spirit. You can't shake it. Are you with me tonight? In Jude chapter 1 and verse 20, It says, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. It is activating your faith. It is activating your trust. You you literally are built up from within when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Listen, you, you cannot hurdle over this message. You cannot just push this aside. I'm telling you, this baptism is for you. This, this baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire is for you. You were created to be filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God and pray in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit, make melody in your heart in the Spirit. Are you with me tonight? Number three, the Holy Spirit brings the anointing. The Holy Spirit brings the anointing. This is Luke chapter 4. Go with me tonight. Luke chapter 4. Jesus' very words, He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. And I always got to pause and stop right there. Why would he send them to preach the gospel to the poor? Or why is the anointing upon him to go to the poor? Well, it's very simple. To deliver them from the oppression of lack and poverty. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of abundance. Well, that was about half the crowd. That's really good. The gospel has to go forth to the poor to break the chains of poverty and lack. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the recovery of of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed 
to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what the anointing does. The anointing sets those that are in slavery into liberty. The anointing of the Holy Spirit breaks prison bars. It heals people from the inside out. The anointing comes on someone and it binds up their brokenness. It mends what has been torn apart. The anointing comes on and mends it back together and restores it better than it's ever been. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It releases you from captivity. It releases you from a spirit of oppression. Ladies and gentlemen, you weren't built by God to be led by oppression. You were built by the hand of God to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, somebody tell me, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, what? There is liberty. He's created you and I to walk in fullness of liberty. Fullness of joy, fullness of freedom. Hallelujah. It's what the anointing does. And with this in mind, I want you to look at this scripture, Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. Isaiah 10 and 27. This is out of the New King James Version. It says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The anointing sets us free from every level and snare of bondage. How does it come? It comes by the Holy Spirit. You cannot dishonor the Holy Spirit in churches and then wonder why in the world so many people continue to live an oppressed and afflicted life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit comes to bring true freedom. True victory. The Holy Spirit does it. Number four, the Holy Spirit brings conviction of sin. And of righteousness. Listen to this. This is John 16 and verse 8. Put it in your notes tonight. John 16 and verse 8. And I love seeing so many of you taking notes tonight. That blesses me. <clears throat> I, was, I had the privilege two weeks ago, my, my wife, she brought such a wonderful word for Mother's Day. And I was sitting next to my mom. And uh, I took my little pinky finger, and, I, and, and Brim was really blasting something awesome. And I, and I did this on my mom's leg. And she, she just burst with joy. My dad used to do that because my, my mom, she was a massive note taker in church. But if my dad heard something that to him was explosive and epic, man, that little pinky finger would get going. He'd be like, get that going. Get that, get that. She's like, okay, okay, Dave, okay, dear Lord. <laughs> so I, I gave a little bit to my mom while you were preaching, Brent. So good. The Holy Spirit brings conviction of sin and conviction of righteousness. Watch this. John 16, 8, it says, When He has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That is, that is so powerful. 
Every single, I could throw this mic around this room and, and you could speak of when the conviction of the Holy Spirit came upon you. It was literally like your heart was beating out of your chest. You were vibrating on the inside because you knew the Holy Spirit was like, he was telling you, do not cross that line. Do not cross that threshold. Turn your eyes away from that now. Oh, I hear Steve Hill again coming into the room. God has given you the most powerful, powerful weapon. It's called a neck. And, 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 and all you got to do is use that neck and turn that head. That's how you overcome sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you're dri- Men, when you're driving around Benderson Lake and those women are running the lake, you know what to do? Use your mighty weapon of your neck and look the other way. Telling you right now, I practice what I preach. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the Holy Spirit, He will convict of sin, He will convict of righteousness, and then watch this. Listen to this. He will convict of judgment. Oh, I love this. Psalm 19, verse 9 and 10. It says, The fear of the Lord. Psalm 19, verse 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord is clean enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Look at that first part again. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are are true and righteous altogether, meaning everything that God does is right. Everything God does is perfect. And when the Holy Spirit comes, He brings conviction of sin. He brings conviction of righteousness and conviction of judgment. So good. Number five, the Holy Spirit brings purification and cleansing. Notice tonight that I'm not just bringing you a message about speaking in tongues. And boy, do you need to speak in tongues. But you also want to walk in holiness clean before God. And that's the Holy Spirit's ministry. The Holy Spirit will clean you and purify you from the inside out. That is not your ministry. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit that does that. Yeah, thank you, Lord, it's right. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, New King James Version tonight. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who does that? Who sanctifies you? Sanctify means what? It means to be set apart. Sanctified means to be consecrated. Sanctified means to be a holy vessel of God. Who does that? The Holy Spirit. It's, it's His ministry. He's the one who is going to make sure your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body is preserved, blameless at the coming of the Lord. You know, One of the titles for Jesus is he is the lover of your soul. 
He watches over our soul. The Holy Spirit, again, remember the Holy Spirit, He's not against you. He's for you. He's working to your advantage. There's that word of Jesus. It is to your advantage that I go because He's going to be in you. It is to your advantage the Holy Spirit is working. He is watching through our thought processes. And He's making sure that He redirects your thoughts and your mind to come congruent into union and agreement with the Word of the Lord over your destiny and over your life. Are you hearing me? He's going to make sure that your soul will be blameless at the coming of the Lord. Guys, that's exciting stuff right there. The Lord is preserved. Man, when when we were singing about the, the coming of the Lord tonight... And, man, I'm about to turn 50 in two months. I've been growing up in the church now since I was seven years of age. And I'm standing here, and I'm declaring these words, and I'm listening to the voices being lifted, and I'm like, listen, guys, I, I live, I live every day of my life in expectation for the return of Jesus Christ. There, there I mean, if you could cut me open, it, you would see the big word, Maranatha. You would see it. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. I live with an expectation of the return of the Lord for, to receive me as His own. And I live that way. And I was thinking tonight, just standing here worshiping, I was like, God, you're so good. And I can see myself as a little boy growing up with my family under the Word of God, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Having the fire of the Lord come upon me where I felt like my chest was going to explode because of the presence of God. God would just blast me into orbit as a young person. Take me to places that are unexplainable. It's in the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the Spirit of God. And I'm living every day for His return. But when I think that the Holy Spirit... How He keeps us and preserves us all the days of our lives. I watched the keeping power of God over my dad as he breathed his last breath three months ago. I watched the grace of God. I watched the goodness of God carry my dad all the way home. Until that time we laid our hands on him and commissioned him into heaven. I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is going to work on the inside of you every day of your life to preserve you. Spirit, soul, and body. He's going to keep you. He's going to keep you. He's going to keep you. He's going to watch over you. And he's going to make sure that you're blameless at the coming of the Lord. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5. And you got to remember this is speaking of Christ and the bride. This is not just about marriage between a man and a woman. Paul says, I'm speaking to you as Christ and his beloved church, his bride. And in verse 26, he says that he may sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without 
blemish. This is what the Holy Spirit does, ladies and gentlemen. It's the fire of the holiness of His Spirit. He makes you clean. He makes you pure. The Holy Spirit comes to convict you of righteousness. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit will convince you, convict you that you have been made clean and holy and righteous by the blood of Jesus. Are you with me? Romans 15 tells us we're sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Put it in your notes. Romans 8 and 30 says that those that have been predestined by Him, those that He called, He said He also justified them. And whom He justified, He also glorified them. (laughs) It was John G. Lake. John G. Lake spoke this about William Seymour. William Seymour, of course, the father of the Azusa Revival, the Azusa outpouring of 1906. John G. Lake spoke this of William Seymour. He said, when I saw William baptized in the Holy Spirit, and William had tarried and tarried and tarried, believing for the baptism of fire to come upon him from the Spirit of God, John G. Lake said the baptism was so powerful. He had never seen another baptism more powerful. He said it was as if God literally had glorified William Seymour. What, I mean, I mean, that's probably the greatest compliment a man could ever get. I mean, how amazing w- would it be for, for the culture of victory, a church of His presence, for us to encounter the Lord in such a way that when people come in, they would say, oh my God, these people have been glorified. They have been glorified. I just see the radiance of God upon them. I mean, Moses shines so so powerfully, so radiant and vibrant with the glory of God, they had to put a veil over him. And that was a fading glory. That was the glory of the old covenant. And yet here we are with God living right on the inside of us. We should be shining. We should be shining. Number six, the Holy Spirit comes to give us supernatural boldness. The Holy Spirit comes to give us supernatural boldness. Acts chapter 4 and verse 36 tonight. And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. They spoke the word of God with boldness. Folks, in 2023, the church needs boldness. We need boldness from the Holy Spirit. We're not going away silent, ladies and gentlemen. I want to tell you tonight, we are not a people that are cowards. I want to say that again. We are not a people who are cowards. We are not going away silent. We are not going to be backed into a corner and be silent. We need boldness. And it's not about your personality. It's about the Spirit of God that lives within you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells within you. It's not about the box of your personality. Stop thinking like that. It's about the limitless Spirit of God that is inside of you right now. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. 
Listen to the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Put it in your notes tonight. God has not given you and I a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Watch these next words. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. There's the boldness. There's the boldness. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, or a, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And therefore, don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. And then Paul goes on, nor of me as a prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. Oh, I love that. Paul so he he saw everything so differently. He saw the power of God being manifested in his weakness. He saw the power of the Holy Spirit delivering him from every level of persecution. Being stoned, being flogged, and yet he had the audacity to say, and God delivered me out of all of them. <laughs> Oh, my. I think I'm on number seven. The Holy Spirit comes to give you immeasurable peace and joy. He comes to give you immeasurable peace and joy. John chapter 14 and verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. i got to declare that over us tonight. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Then Paul writes to us in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4 and verse 7, very familiar. And the peace of God, which surpasses or it transcends all understanding... The peace of God will do what? It will guard your hearts, and the peace of God will guard your minds through Christ Jesus. What is that? It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Folks, that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guard your heart with peace. He'll garrison around your heart. He'll garrison around your thoughts, as you're a friend of God, as you're a friend with the Holy Spirit, as you're in continual communion with the Holy Spirit. It's what Paul prayed over the church, the very last scripture of 2 Corinthians. He says, now may the love of the Father and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the communion of the Holy Spirit be upon you all. The communion of the Holy Spirit and in friendship with the Holy Spirit every day and praying in the Spirit every day. Hear that again praying in the Spirit, quality time, praying in the Spirit every day, turning off the Joy FM for a little bit in your car and pray in the Spirit, all you worship junkies, I'm just playing with you, just drive down the road praying in the Spirit, and when you pray in the Spirit, all of a sudden, things are going to become alive in front of you, and you're going to start seeing some of these, these faces of people right here coming up in front of you, and you're just going to start declaring the blessing of God over their household and over their children and over their marriage and over their destiny and over their dreams. You pray in the Spirit, God will just bring it right up in front of you. God, I just call forth your favor over Glenn and over Jenny right now. I just thank you. There they are. Father, I just thank you for the abundance of favor. I just thank you. That it's like a domino effect, a domino effect of favor that's coming. Opportunities and doors are open. And I'm just driving down the road. Father, I lose your favor. I lose your favor upon him. That's how it happens. And you just begin to see it. 
and you come into agreement with the Spirit of God, you begin to prophesy and loose those words of life, words of empowerment, words that go around and begin to garrison them, and it looses peace upon them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's how it happens. He comes to bring immeasurable peace and joy. And I am thankful, ladies and gentlemen, that in May of 2023, that the peace of God is very real and very alive because the world has gone absolutely bat nuts. <laughs> I, I, I've been saying on the torch, I, how many of you know who Rick Renner is? He, he is amazing, such an amazing pastor. You got to look up Rick Renner. I think we have some of his books still out on the. But if you if you've never read a book by Rick, you want to read how to keep your how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. I wish I would have wrote that book, that title alone, "How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy," by Rick Renner. It's true, guys. The peace of God is so real. I mean, the ambush and the nonsense and the the absolute craziness of this generation that is so demonic and so manifesting and, and, and the barrage of battles. I mean, you've got to pick your battles. Amen. The barrage of all of this going on. Guys, the peace of God is so real and tangible and God will keep you in the, uh, he will keep you abiding in his peace. He will literally protect your heart. He will guard your mind. He will guard your thoughts. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. He'll also give you joy. Peter tells us that you'll have a joy that is inexpressible, and it's a, it's a joy that's full of glory. That's 1 Peter 1.8. <laughs> it's a joy that's full of glory. It's full of glory. I was praying tonight before we, we actually went into intercessory prayer, and I just was saying, Lord, I just thank you for the canopy of glory over victory and the canopy of your angels of fire over us tonight. And it brings me joy. It brings me joy that the Lord takes delight in victory at church of his presence. We bring the Lord joy. Us coming together on Saturday nights to minister unto the Lord brings him such delight and such joy. But I'm telling you, when we do this, the refreshing comes. The glow starts coming on people. Y'all, a lot of you look different after worship. That was a compliment. Amen. Cody's like, amen. Number eight. I think I'm on number eight. Holy Spirit brings us victory over sin. He brings us victory over sin. This is Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. It says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. My God. Oh, yes, He has. He's conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. This is so powerful. He literally scooped us up from the filth of our lives, from the deceptions of our lives. And he conveyed us into the son of his love. 
He did it how? To give us victory over sin. It came by the redemption by his blood. You know, it's amazing the things the Holy Spirit begins to magnify and amplify in any setting when we get in worship. And tonight, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood was amplified. The blood was the rhema word. Amen. The blood was the rhema word just exploding in the house. Get to the table of the Lord. Commune with the blood. Commune with forgiveness from the Lord. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, it says... But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> Jesus was manifested that he, he came to destroy the works of the devil. And I want to tell you, as a son and a daughter of the living God, you and I, you and I have been manifested that we might enforce the victory that Jesus has already won for us. As long as we are in the earth, we are the ones to enforce the victory. We are to enforce the victory over the territory that Satan is occupying, that he is acting like he still has dominion and power over it. He is calling the ecclesia, rise, rise, rise in your power. The calling the ecclesia, rise in your authority, rise in my name, rise in the spirit that raised me from the dead. That is within you. And take the territory. Take it back. Take the cities. Take the region. Take it. Take it. He said, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And as sons and daughters of the living God, we are to enforce that victory everywhere we go. Hallelujah. So victory over sin. The Holy Spirit fills us. He leads us and to exercise authority over the devil, but also power over sin. The Holy Spirit is within you to have victory over depression. The Holy Spirit is in you to have victory over afflictions. The Holy Spirit is within you for you to have victory over any level of temptations. The Holy Spirit is within you to give you power over every sickness and disease. The Holy Spirit is within you to overcome the power of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. No one is exempt here, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Spirit comes within you so that you can conquer that. You can master that. I believe it's, it's, uh, it's somewhere around Genesis 4. You're going to have to look it up. It says, sin is at your door, but you must master it. I believe that's 4 verse 9. You have to master it. How do you master it? By the power of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within you. It happens by the anointing. The Holy Spirit comes to give us power over deceptions and intimidations of the devil. That's why Paul prayed this in Ephesians 1, that we would have the spirit of revelation upon us. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. See, what happens is the Holy Spirit gives us brand new eyes. He gives us eyes with eagle vision so that we can cut through the darkness and begin to discern what is accurate, what is legitimate, what is illegitimate. And so many people are caught in the vortex right now in this hour, even in the church, with so many levels of deception. They need new eyes. 
We pray this all the time. Holy Spirit, Mark prayed it tonight before we walked in here. Lord, put the eye salve upon our eyes. Give us new vision. Give us the eagle eyes tonight. The eyes of the Spirit so that we can cut through the night of this hour and discern what is around us. Are you still with me? He's not just with us. The Holy Spirit is He's in us. Finally, praying the Spirit every day. Every day. Building up your most holy faith. And then cooperating with the impulses of the Spirit of God. If you cooperate with the impulses of the Spirit of God... (laughs) The Lord can interrupt your day and you can, you can be redirected and be right in the places and the crossroads of where He wants you to interact with people where you're stretched and then where you put Him on display. Are you hearing me? Everything about Jesus' ministry was continual interruptions. It's all through the Gospels. He had to be very flexible, adaptable. His disciples, his followers had to learn the art of being flexible. They had to learn the art of being adaptable to interruptions. I'm talking about something very spiritual here, very spiritual. If Jairus was here tonight, he would retell the story. He came to get Jesus, right? His daughter was dying. The woman with the issue of blood brought an interruption and slowed down the process, slowed down the momentum. He was on a mission. I've got to get Jesus to my daughter. If I don't, death will come. Are you hearing me? He stopped there and Jesus said, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe. It means interruptions are going to come. For all of us, interruptions are going to come. Mega interruptions are going to come for the United States of America and the nations of the earth very soon. Mega interruptions. You know who's preparing us for those interruptions? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is preparing us right now for mega interruptions. Back to my point. When we pray in the Spirit... What happens, you're, you're being directed at times where you don't even know you're being directed by the Spirit of God. You're just going throughout your day, but as you're in communion and you're praying in the Spirit, all of a sudden God begins to direct your course and, and you end up in a place that wasn't on the schedule, wasn't on the whatever, and there you are and, and you're, you're interacting with that person and all of a sudden words of life are released through you and hit that person. And they begin to encounter the living Christ because of your presence and your voice and your touch and your hands. And all of a sudden, you begin to burn. You begin to radiate that presence of God. And there it is. They've met with the Lord. Why? Because you were led by the Spirit. Those that are led, those that are led, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and the daughters of God. Do not neglect praying in the Spirit. Do not neglect praying in the Spirit every day. Some of you in this room, you may be burning and desiring, Lord, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to speak in heavenly tongues this night. This is your night. It's Pentecost weekend. It might as well be your night. <laughs> just, you know, I mean, it just might as well be your night. And furthermore, I mean, past, past Pentecost weekend, I mean, this is just a lifestyle for us anyway. 
This is just who we are as a tribe and as a company. And again, I want to say to you folks, just I'm not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I'm not ashamed that we speak in tongues. You know, do you know pastors? Pastors are afraid and ashamed of their worship teams to sing in the Spirit from their microphone. They won't let them do it. They won't let them do it. They don't want it going on. People aren't going to understand that. It's going to interrupt it. It's going to, you know. And we, we, we just administrate the moving of the Holy Spirit completely out of everything that we do. Not here. I say not here. Not here, ever. Ever. I think my daughter said it best. We're not here to build big. We're not here to build fast. We're here to build pure. Pure. And what the Holy Spirit is building here, it's going to endure. It's going to endure. It's going to last. Tonight, you may be craving and desiring the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I will tell you this. <laughs> I won't be long on this. I, I, I could take you to the place where I was baptized in the Holy Ghost when I was seven years of age. Some of you have heard the story. I was terrified of Sister Jean. She was, she was sorry, folks. She was a massive lady. In our church, I was scared to death of her. Man, I, I was scared of her. I am, I am tearing from the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, this hand comes on my back. Little Brian, seven years old, seven years of age. I, I'm there at the altar, and this back, or, or this, this hand comes on my back, and I turn around into my greatest fear. It's Sister Jean. <laughs> oh my God! Sister ah. Jean. She's like, sweetheart, you're you're praying for the Holy Spirit, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, you're, you're about to get filled. You're about to get filled really, really soon here. Just keep praying. Okay. <laughs> and man, the Spirit of God came upon me. I was so wonderfully, gloriously filled. But guys, that, I was seven years of age. I've had so many more infillings and baptisms of the Spirit of God in fire throughout my life. We need a fresh baptism. We need a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. Every one of us, I'm hungry again this night. God, I want a fresh outpouring. I want a fresh baptism. Somebody said it, more Lord. There it is. More Lord, more Lord, more Lord. That's the prayer. So tonight, when we open the altars, you desire a baptism. You can come. We, we're we're going to lay hands upon you. We're going to pray for you. You, you can... You, you don't even have to have hands laid upon you, ladies and gentlemen. You can get down in between those chairs and ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If my mom, if my mom was here tonight, she would just say, you can go to any grocery store, go down to the canned foods aisle, pick up a can of pork and beans and get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Of course, that's my mom's story, and I know mom's is watching right now. She's probably shouting amen from her living room in Illinois. But it's true, you can get baptized in the Holy Ghost in your shower. You can get baptized in the Holy Ghost tonight under the stars, in, uh, you know, sitting on your lanai tonight. All you have to do is just press in and say, Lord, I desire this baptism. And John the Baptist said, oh, there's one coming after me that's greater than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm not even worthy to carry around or untie his sandals. I'm telling you, when, when he comes, he's going to light you up. He'll light you up. I love the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. And I want to honor him all the days of my life. 
people can mock. People mock what they don't understand, right? I love the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's here. I want you to lift your hands. You can set your Bibles aside tonight. Holy Spirit, rain down. Rain down upon us. Cody, would you come, buddy? Holy Spirit, rain down in this place tonight. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh, Lord. Let your fire, let your fire rest upon us this night, God. If you've been filled with the Holy Spirit tonight, I want you to just begin to lift your voice. And those of you desiring to be filled, just say, Lord, would you fill me tonight? Would you fill me tonight? There you go. There you go. Lift your voice, man of God. Lift your voice, woman of God. There you go. Oh, fill. Fill my brothers, Lord. Fill my brothers. Fill my sisters with the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. Let it be fresh, Lord. Let it be fresh. Let it be fresh tonight, Lord. Sweet anointing of the Holy Spirit. Sweet anointing. Sweet anointing of the Holy Spirit. Fill him, Lord. Fill him. Fill him, Lord. Fill him. Fill them. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them, Lord. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them to overflowing, Lord. Let this place be shaken, Holy Spirit. Let this place be shaken. Let the people of God be filled with supernatural boldness. Supernatural boldness. Supernatural boldness. Let the anointing oil pour in them. Fill up their lampstand tonight. Fill them with oil. Fill them with fresh oil, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Go ahead, build up your most holy faith. Build up your spirit, man. Build up your spirit, man. Loose inspiration, Holy Spirit. Creative ideas, business ideas, business strategy, dreams. Visions. Hallelujah. Let's lift up a mighty praise to the Lord in the house. Come on.
more, more Lord, more Lord, more Lord. Well, here comes another wave. <laughs> here comes another wave. Go ahead, just go on up. Go on up. Go on up. Be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. Be filled with the peace of God. Hallelujah. Be filled with victory. Be filled with freedom. Be filled with freedom and liberty from the Spirit of God. Every affliction removed. Every tormenting spirit removed in the name of Jesus. More Lord. More Lord. More Lord. More Lord. Fill her, Lord. Fill her. Fill your sons. Fill your daughters. Fill them, Lord. <laughs> Fill us, Lord the oil of gladness, the oil of joy, the oil of refreshing, the oil of refreshing. Lord, we thank you that as we move into greater awakening and greater revival, that the masses, the masses are going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Hallelujah. Oh, Sarasota County received the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Manatee County received the Holy Spirit. Charlotte County received the Holy Spirit. Hillsborough County received the Holy Spirit. DeSoto County received the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, just drink in the Lord tonight. Not ashamed. I want our altar team to come. Those of you on our altar team, prepare yourself to come. Yes, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of you.
There's so much more that the Lord desires to give us. Amen. So much more of himself. So much more of him that we need. Tonight, for any, any level or reason at all, tonight you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to pray with you to receive that baptism. You need a miracle in your body. We want to pray for you. You need a healing. I'm contending for your healing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm contending for my own healing in my body right now. I'm contending for your healing too. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the healer. Hallelujah. He's still the deliverer. Stand to your feet tonight. Father, we sanctify these altars right now. Let the miracle power of God flow. Let the miracle power of God flow. You need prayer. Come now. You need prayer. Come now. For any level, you need prayer. Come now.